Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Here we go. Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. I have no clue who it is I a little am, different, but when who you are, when you do it, I do even look different. That can only mean one thing. Jeff Lutz. There's Elvis for you. Oh, I'm going to pass out. That was so funny. You are not cool. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. What kind of a show are you guys putting on here? Hello and welcome. It's a Monday edition the Bob and Jeff Show. KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, your co-host. Max Power, producing engineering the show. 869-1240. The IHOP hotline. We are here. It's raining. Lots of thunder. Lots of lightning. Uh, seen any lightning? Well, anytime you have thunder, you're going to have lightning. Is that true? Yes. Talk to your Channel 12 people. Is that scientifically? I can't believe they let you in. That's scientifically true. Of course it is. Okay. Why do you think they call it thunder and lightning? It's not possible to have thunder without lightning. Well, there you go. I mean, every that's one of the first things you learn. I mean, yeah, but that's all also one of those conventional wisdom things that usually turn out to not be true, and no one ever really bothers to to do their homework on whether it is true. So well, now I, I know. Well, that's why that's because everybody knows it is true. Not necessarily. Except you. I didn't know. You're I'm, embarrassed now, aren't you? Not at all. I was. I'm glad to have uh, officially learned something. It's a little embarrassing. I mean, face it. Just admit it. I'm not embarrassed. Well, I can tell by the look on your face. No, same look I always you've been, have. Uh, you've been called out on local uh, radio. Well, that's where I do my show, so yeah. So, uh, is Brian Green the new baseball coach at Wichita State? We think so. Probably. Uh, it's been reported by Kendall Rogers, uh, but that's about it. It hasn't been reported anywhere else that I'm aware of. Um, so... We're not sure what to think there, but we are going to talk to Jamie Vinnick, a reporter from back in the Spokane, Pullman area, who's, who covers Washington State. Uh, we'll talk to Jamie Vinnick coming up at 2.45, part of What's on Tap. And I've got it in my mind that we're going to talk a lot about Century 2 this week. You know we? me when I get something in my, in my brain. Uh, that's what I pursue. So today we're going to talk to the CEO of the Wichita Symphony, Don Reinhold, and get his thoughts on that building. 
Uh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna have to make some major decisions. Am I supposed to have thoughts on Century Two? Is is you don't because you're not civic minded. It's not that uh, I'm not civic minded. Well, you're not that civic. I just I, when is the last time you've stepped in inside oh, Century Two? You know I've been there a million times. Okay, in my when life. was the last time? That doesn't mean I don't care. Okay, well it kind of means I don't. A year. You don't have to care. I care about the future of the entities, the symphony, and the well, other. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, that. The building itself, well, I mean, the building plays a part in all of that. Got a blue roof, and that's what. Uh, so you don't need to participate. I sweet, I'm perfectly capable of handling every interview we have regarding Century Two all week long. We're gonna have more than one. Sure, man. We've got the new director of Century Two coming up on Wednesday, John Hale, uh, just named to that position today. Uh, he'll join us on Wednesday's show. Uh, and then later today, a Bob and Jeff draft. I don't know if I like your idea or not. It didn't. Here's the here's the thing. My first reaction was blah. My second reaction was, oh, you got to give it a chance. He came up with an idea. And my third reaction was blah. Well, then you're going to lose. So what do we attitude. what do we do when two of the three reactions are blah? Well, you lose, I suppose. I won the Rolling Stones. No, you uh, didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I, I was, I won that. Not, not by much, but I won it. So How? what is today? The last time I checked, there was like four minutes left, and you were down multiple percentage. So what is today's draft? Well, I'm going to check this Rolling Stones draft first because I really well, you don't can think... check whatever you want. What I want to know is what today's draft is. I won 53.6 to 46.4%. Well, no, you didn't. Well, yes, I did. That's that's erroneous. Oh, you list can... one was my list. Yeah, you had Gimme Shelter, Satisfaction, Beast of Burden, Tumbling Dice, Wild Horses. Yeah, great list. That was my list. And Max said well, I what's won. What's today's list? The li today's list is days. We're drafting days. So you can draft your birthday. You can draft... The day you went and picked up Misty. I mean, you can probably make it more. Uh, see, a lot of draft, those don't appeal to the map. That's why this. Well, then don't draft this that is one. not a good list. That's I'm, I'm gonna, saying. I'm going to override it. No, you're not. I'm not going to participate yep. because so many of the best days are good days because they're personal to you. Okay, but you can still say your anniversary. And, and you don't think people can relate to their anniversaries? You don't think people can relate to Christmas, holidays, birthdays, nah, opening day? It's dull. Well, then you'll lose, and I'm okay with that. And if you don't participate, it's a, it's a dull, that's uh, a forfeit. It, and, and I'm going to stop giving you uh, this leeway. Well, okay, well, because we can't not, all do... This, this honestly is not that good of a We can't all do songs from the 60s. We're not doing songs from the 60s. Well, we've done it twice now in right. like five drafts. One of the most iconic bands of the 60s. Yeah, but it's played out already. We've already played that whole category out. No, we haven't. Yeah, we there's have. Lots of, there's lots of music. Uh, lots of music categories, but this 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 one's dull. No, this one's dull because you didn't come up with it. No, and you don't, I, I I give you credit when you, you come up with good stuff. Path to a victory. No, that has nothing to do with that. I give you credit when you no, come up with good have, stuff. People don't have people can't relate to having good and days. I, and I bet you don't even like the category. I love the category. So what's your first one going to be? Not going to tell you that. Opening day in baseball. No. Uh, then I'll go something. It's it, I don't know. It's it's a little tired and it's pouring right now. 
which means uh, we'll probably not play games again in League 42. Well, that's because of your 27th straight day. Your cloudy disposition. My, my disposition is Just pretty like bad. Just like you put on uh, And Facebook people are kind of laughing about it, having fun with it. Whatever. Maybe if you had a sunny disposition, there'd be sunshine. Do you outside. think you have a sunny disposition? No, but I don't mind there not being sunshine. You don't? Uh-uh. Well, that's terrible. I kind of like this weather. So even if it's harmful to our kids in League 42. I don't know that it's harmful. Where we don't get to play. Did you like rainouts when you were growing up? No, but I wouldn't say that they were harmful. They were. They were harmful. Harmful. They were harmful in the moment. Nobody likes to not play. So it's, yeah, in that regard, it puts me in a bad mood. I don't like rainouts. Well, nobody likes them. Except you, apparently. No, I'm not. I don't have a game tonight. But and we're not we're not doing that draft thing. Yeah, we are. I've already decided. Yeah, of course we are. Well, no, Max isn't going to play the intro music. Fine. Then you lose and I'll win. <laughs> okay, That's great. Okay, you got the win. Okay, I perfect. Forfeit. Congratulations. Well, just do the draft. I, don't I do like your it. dumb drafts. What do you mean you don't like it? You, it's, this it's is not, just a defense mechanism. I can't for you. think of eight days. You can't. In There's three hundred six calendar year. They, who said they have to be in a calendar year? I don't really. I guess I don't understand the concept. Just pick the, your favorite, the days you look forward to the most. Your favorite days. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine coming up with that. I bet you can. Well, I can't even imagine it. Well, I bet you it can. It doesn't even seem plausible. In fact, I bet you can come up with 16 because that's how many you'll need to cover eight for both of us. Really? Yeah, I bet I, bet I can do that right now. Well, let's hear one. Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day. Those are your favorite days. I'm just saying I'm listening a bunch of days, 4th of July. Well, I can't, I can't imagine those would be Valentine's among my Day, favorite St. Patrick's Day. Well, we'll give it a shot. And, and you will win because I can't think of eight days. Really? No, I can't. Well, that's The idea is, is not coming to me. Well, again, that's your disposition talking. I don't know if it's my disposition or not. Uh, let's say that Brian Green is the new baseball coach at Wichita State, uh, formerly of New Mexico State, Washington State, uh, probably uh, was it Kentucky when Kevin Saul was in that athletic department, uh, known as a offense guy. Right. Uh, does it did it do much for you when Kendall Rogers reported on Twitter on Saturday that he, according to Kendall Rogers, is the new baseball coach at Wichita State? Did it do anything for me? No, it did not. It not it did not do anything for me because Brian Green doesn't really mean anything to me. Now, does that mean he won't come in and be successful and uh, be the coach of everyone's dreams for Wichita State baseball? Of course not. He, anything is possible. But uh, the announcement itself did, did nothing for me, and it didn't seem to do much for anyone else. I got uh, some late engagement yesterday, but I got a lot more engagement on Twitter when Lauren Hibbs was uh, let go than I did when Brian Green was announced potentially as the next Well, coach. nobody knows him. That's part of the issue. This isn't like hiring a basketball coach that you know. Because college baseball doesn't have that relevancy. Washington State has not been in the NCAA tournament. 
New Mexico State was, but more of an at-large resume uh, or a automatic qualifier resume that they put together. So I don't know. I don't know what to think of uh, Brian Green. Uh, but we'll get uh, some thoughts on him from somebody who does know him coming up here uh, later on in hour number one. Uh, we'll see. That's all That's all you can say at this point is we'll see. Anyone, uh, you know, you, you're allowed to express your disappointment or your joy or whatever, but to, to pre- pretend that anyone knows that what's going to happen, that's just... It's just not right. It's uh, it's scary for a lot of people because they see the visions of of Todd Butler going away from the the Wichita State family, the Wichita State tree, and how poorly uh, that worked out the last time. It was an absolute disaster. So uh, I guess that's the bar to clear. Don't be a disaster. Yeah, it was a, it was a disaster. It didn't work out well, but they had good players. So it in that way. Uh, it was a strange time under Todd. Well, Bob. they've never lacked in good players. They have good players this year and went thirty and twenty-five. I'm talking, they got they had guys who who went on to play. Understood. A uh, big-time prospect, Alec Bohm, played in the World Series uh, last year. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm as always. I'm willing to give everybody a chance. I don't know that it was a home run hire, but I don't know that it wasn't. Then I'd be foolish to. Uh, I, know, I know there's not going to be a rush to the ticket office uh, in the wake of the Brian Green hire, but I don't know anyone they could have hired that would have made that happen. Hmm. One guy. One guy. Kevin Hooper. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Somebody I mean, needs to rally the fan base. Well, it, well, it hasn't been done. I don't know. I don't know if Kevin Hooper. I don't know what his interest is. We don't know. Why don't I we don't just know, ask him? I don't know if we if he was talked to. Uh, I don't know. We can get we can get Hooper on the show and talk to him. Uh, Mike Pelfrey was on a, a show in the market today. Apparently, he laid it out and said uh, if there was all this support for Lauren Hibbs and that regime and he was a part of that regime then where was the where were the fans uh he uh does not seem to hold any animosity toward this decision uh so i don't know i don't know you gotta listen kevin saul's your guy shocker fans and you gotta have faith in him or you're gonna be miserable so You don't have to have faith. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Oh, if, you you're, can... if you're a Shocker fan and these are the first hires of meaning that he's made, and he's made three of them right in a row, right. click, click, click. Uh, obviously, men's basketball is far more important than either baseball or women's basketball, but they're three high-profile hires, and he had to make them. Uh, why wouldn't you support him right now? Why would you choose now to not support these calls? Well, because you don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how, how people want to react or respond, but you just kind of laid it out. We don't really know much about Brian Green. It doesn't. Right. So why would you, why would you attack the AD on this one? I don't know. No one's attacking the oh, AD. Oh, plenty of people you, are. You said you got to have faith in him. Lots of people are attacking Kevin Saul. Lots of people. 
Well, there's nothing to base that on. There's That's no base. That's what I'm saying. But there's no basis for blind faith and blind loyalty either. I didn't say blind. I said there's no other choice. Well, it, faith at this point is blind because we don't well, know. What, what, what's the alternative? Wait and if see. If you're a Shocker fan, what's the alternative? Aren't you a fan of Kevin Saul? Don't you want these? Why? Decisions? Why would anyone be a fan of Kevin because Saul? Because he's your athletic director. Okay, but what has he done to be for anyone to be a fan of him? He's your guy. We are hopeful. We, some people believe. Are you a fan of uh, the Cleveland uh, uh, general manager? Was I on day one? Probably not. No. I mean, you want him to do well. Well, I've had two. That means you're a fan. I've had a lineage. Guardians. You don't know these people personally. You're not like, oh, I I love him. Well, I do know Kevin Saul. You're a fan because you want them to do well. They represent the entity that you are a fan of, and and to jump ship or to uh, to act crazy because you don't particularly care for a hire seems crazy to me. Now, after well, you're, after you're a year or two, sides of your mouth. after a year or two, then you can start to make some judgments. Was I upset when the St. Louis Cardinals hired Mike Matheny to replace Tony Larusa? No. Was I upset when the Cardinals hired Mike Schilt? Uh, by that time, I'd started to grow a little leery of John Mazalak, frankly. Okay. Uh, so yeah, maybe a little bit. Was I? Was I crazy about the Oliver Marmol hire after they fired Schilt for what I thought was uh, no reason? No. I'm more now anti-John Mosaic because he's got a long track record. But Kevin Saul doesn't. These okay, are his first again, three hires. Again, it's, a, it's in the middle. There's no I love this guy and there's no I hate this guy. It doesn't guy. have to be I love, but you certainly support. Well, that's basic. Okay, support. support in what way? Yes, we believe in you. Thank you. We got. We hope these things work out. Mm. We're behind you. Uh, rather than harp on, oh, how could you get rid of Lauren Hibbs? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense to me, but I... If you like Lauren Hibbs, then you would be upset that he wasn't given another chance. We all like Lauren Hibbs. Okay. But we all don't have the ability to look at things... Uh, logically well, and rationally. Of, for a lot to of people. keep Lauren Hibbs, what would it would have required? A commitment, a long-term commitment. Right. Were you comfortable with that? Not necessarily. A three- or four-year commitment to Lauren Hibbs? I don't know. Does it look any worse than a three- or four-year commitment to Brian Green? I don't, I don't know. I can't answer that question. So until I can answer that question, I have to support the decision. <sighs> okay. I mean, I guess it's if, like. Now, listen. I guess it's obviously like getting on there an airplane. are a lot of people out there who would disagree with me and who have not supported this decision. I just feel like if you're loyal to Wichita State and you want this to work out, you have to say to yourself, uh, we hired Kevin Saul. Uh, he has insights into this that we don't have, and I'm going to support these decisions. A lot of people probably feel as if their loyalty to Wichita State supersedes that of Kevin Saul, who they would probably just see as some guy passing through. Now, that, that, again, that doesn't mean he won't be here for the next 30 years. But uh, people have ownership of Wichita State uh, in, in different kind of ways. They see it differently. 
I, and like I said, it's kind of like getting on an airplane. You don't know the pilot, uh, but you do believe and trust and have faith that he'll he'll get you on the ground. In my view, uh, Lauren Hibbs needed to blow the doors off. And for a little while, it looked like maybe he was doing that. Uh, but at the end of the day, a 30-25 and 25 record, two losses in the AAC tournament, three and eight to finish the season is not blowing the doors off. Well, neither is 29 and 23 and 10 and 19 at Washington state. Right. I get it. There's I, there, nobody's doing backflips about Brian green, but he did do well at New Mexico state. Uh, he was deemed an offensive guru as a hitting coach at Kentucky. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We will see. And uh, I like Wichita State baseball. I hope for the best. I was starting to get a little attached to uh, the team that they had. I liked the team that they had. It hit the baseball. So I assume under Brian Green that might be fairly similar. He, Like we said, he's an offensive-minded guy. So could be some fun teams. Well, they hit very well at Washington State. They just couldn't pitch. Right. And that's pretty similar to... Although the Shockers got better on the mound this year, uh, it's kind of similar to the M.O. the last couple years. You better be able to pitch. And uh, their pitching coach uh, has a decent resume. Big leaguer. The ERA was almost six uh, in the Pac-12, which is a hitter's conference. Now, I have no inside information. I would just love to see Mike Pelfrey get a chance to retain his spot, if that were at all possible. Uh, by the way, uh, and it's been out on Twitter a little bit, but there is a growing speculation, maybe even beyond speculation, I have a source who's confirmed it, uh, that Wichita State and Kansas are going to play basketball against one another coming up this uh, this season on in December. That's kind of amazing. Up at the T-Mobile Arena in Kansas City. And as soon as we can get that nailed down, for sure, uh, it'll be reported. It may have already been. Now that we start the show, I don't have, a time, don't have time to follow things as close. Now, that is a reason to have faith in an athletic director. If he helped uh, set that up, uh, any game, if it's not, even if it's not like a series, a game against KU and, and Wichita State in men's basketball, that's pretty impressive. So uh, we got that to talk about as well. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some Century 2. Don Reinhold, the CEO of the Wichita Symphony, will join us. We'll also ask him about the uh, Wichita Symphony because while I don't have season tickets and I've only been to the Symphony once or twice in my life, I do like things like that. And uh, we've got a great symphony right here in our city. We'll talk to Don Reinhold next. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. I beg your pardon, Mama, what did you say? My mind was drifting off on Martinique Bay. It's not that I'm not interested, you see. Augusta, Georgia. All right, welcome back. My computer is not working, so I have no idea what we're doing for the music. Uh, I've heard that song a billion times. What was it? What was it, Max? It's a vacation season. Let's go places. That was uh, American Dream by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band with Linda Ronstadt. There you go. There you go. Nice, nice effort. I got my computer back, uh, back up. Uh, Don Reinhold joins us, the CEO of the Wichita Symphony. Uh, Don, welcome. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm watching the rain pour down. What are you guys doing? Uh, we've done a lot of that. It's not uh, not been good for our river festival so far. <laughs> I'm just glad we're not doing a concert there this year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So as I've said uh, earlier in the show, I'm, I'm very curious about uh, what the city does and how Wichita progresses and what we're going to do on the East Bank and the whole talk about uh, what to do with Century 2 and performing arts and, and all of those matters. So I thought it'd be good to try to get as many guests on this week to kind of talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you being the CEO of the Wichita Symphony, certainly uh, Century 2 is very important to you and your group. So we're going to have some decisions made here in the next year or two, I'm sure. Uh, what is the viability in your estimation, Don, of of Century 2 in the year 2023, can it continue to be a performing arts center? Well, that's that's a huge, well, it's a very interesting question, and obviously, the city's very split on that, or the community is. This, I, I want to recognize, for those who are save Century save Century 2, that this is an iconic building. Um, it's a beautiful building from the outside. And I think the problem for for performing arts is that the building was built f- 
from the outside in. And by that, I mean, once you get inside, the functionality starts to diminish compared to what you can find at performing arts facilities elsewhere. And, you know, the whole notion of a round building where all the stages meet in the middle and constrict themselves is very difficult for producers to work with. Um, so I think the building, you know, may have achieved its needs in 1969 and was fine in the 70s and the 80s. But I think a lot of the shows that come through town now, and even for the symphony, um, I think the question needs to be asked, do, do we as Wichitans, do we deserve better? And my feeling is that acoustically, visually, on the inside of this building, we can do better. What do you believe, and he kind of just answered uh, this question uh, a little bit, but what do you believe makes a viable performing arts center? I'm sure you've been around to, to many in the region and in the country. Uh, and, and how does a, a successful uh, symphony or whatever the performing art might be, uh, you know, kind of feed off the building? How, how important is that relationship? Well, I think it's really very important. And, and first of all, <clears throat> what happens backstage is one thing. You want a backstage that functions with plenty of room. You want good acoustics in the hall. You get a big facility like this. The, the acoustics, they're not bad, but they could be a lot better. They're a little uneven in places. Um, the other thing that a lot of newer facilities and, and the Kaufman Center in Kansas City is a perfect example. The lobby space is magnificent. They invite the community in. It becomes a community's living room. And we just don't really have that here. Talking uh, with Don Reinhold, the CEO of the Wichita Symphony. I, 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 we're big sports guys here, so we know the importance of facilities uh, in college athletics, let's, let's use that as our prime example. So when coaches are out recruiting and they're trying to get the best athletes to come to their university or their college, uh, they show off their facilities. And oftentimes the facilities are what wins a recruit over. Does it work the same way for the Wichita Symphony? Um, I, I don't know that because that would necessarily impact as much because first of all, we're not, a, our orchestra is not a full-time orchestra. Um, they're not a full-time salaried orchestra the way Cleveland or Dallas or New York are. Um, so, you know, it might have some impact on somebody who's going to be driving down from Kansas city, but you know, the majority of our musicians live here and, um, so I, I don't know that we use the sports facility analogy quite as much. But I think where we do try to make a difference, particularly with guest artists who, who are international artists, is how we treat them when they are here. And, and we have very good success rate in treating them well, introducing them to people, taking them out to dinner, um, giving them a good piano to play on if they're a pianist. Um, these are important factors.
So what voice do you have in the symphony uh, have uh, as far as making some of these changes or even a, a complete overhaul? Uh, how often do you communicate with the city? I mean, you've mentioned some things about uh, Century 2, the acoustics and other things. Um, you know, so how often do you have those conversations and how do you feel like your uh, input is received? Well, I know I'm not. I, to, to be perfectly honest, I we've had some conversations, but I don't know that we've had enough over the years. And so, if you were to ask me what's going on, I would not be able to tell you, um, you know, as clearly as I would like to. Um, I mean, we are the we are a resident company here. We have offices in the building, the same as Music Theater Wichita. Uh, so this building is our home, literally, and we feel in many ways that this building was built for us so that we could occupy it and serve the community in that way. And, you know, I think people realize that and I think they care about that, but I don't, I don't always know what the commitment is from the city. And I think, you know, when they talk about renovating it, or replacing it, um, you know. I've been here almost 12 years now, and I've I've heard this conversation so many times. It's like who's on first, who's on second. Um, I I don't know sometimes what's going on. Well, there's a new term now that's that's popular when it comes to Century Two. It's and it's called repurposing. And I don't, I really don't know what that means. So hopefully we'll get some clarity on all these terms in the next uh, few months or yeah. year and have a better understanding exactly uh, what it is people are talking about. Uh, we're talking with Don Reinhold, the CEO of the Wichita Symphony. Uh, just talk about your background a little bit, Don, and, and how the symphony looks for the upcoming uh, season that starts in October and uh, certainly the symphony, a vital part of, of Wichita and the performing arts. So tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I, I, my background is as a musician. I was trained as a pianist and as a music historian, and I've been managing arts organizations for almost 40 years now. Um, and I've done this all over the country. But I've been here in Wichita for almost 12 years, as I said, and this is this is home now. Um, and it's a very interesting time for the symphony because, you know, the pandemic was not kind to orchestras and the performing arts anywhere. We've lost audiences. This is true of everywhere in the country from New York, California, Chicago here. We're all working on coming back from this nightmare of this pandemic. And happily, I think over the past year, we're, you know, if you look back a year ago, we were still a lot of uncertainty. And during that 21-22 season, this was the previous one, we were doing concerts under the, you know, duress of the pandemic, but we never had more than 500 people in the hall for any of those performances. And now, this past season, starting in September, every performance has had over a thousand, sometimes as many as fifteen hundred people in that hall. And while we're not fully back, 
we are well on our way to to becoming again the orchestra that we once were in terms of our audience. So how many? Very, uh, and I'm just. I'm sorry, I interrupted okay. you, Don. No, that's all right. So we're very optimistic right now. We have a lot. And next season, we have many things that we're really looking forward to. How many symphonies are there in our in the country? Do you have an idea of that? Um, yeah, I actually, if you, if you, there's actually probably over a thousand. Okay. Um, now, how many of those are fully professional? That's a smaller number. And when I say professional, they have full seasons. They employ musicians 52 weeks of the year. There's maybe two dozen of those. And then there's another tier that employs musicians maybe 36 weeks or 40 weeks of the year. Um, And then it it just works its way down from there. And our final question for you before we let you go, and we really appreciate you coming on uh, to talk uh, about this issue uh, in a perfect world for the Wichita Symphony, uh, what would we have in our city that would make uh, your existence and that of the symphony the best it could possibly be? <laughs> uh, well, if your listeners have never been to the Kaufman Center in Kansas City, I would urge them to go up and take a look and attend an event. They have two theaters. One's designed for the big traveling Broadway shows, the opera, those kinds of things. And then there's the concert hall, which is a true concert hall, acoustically beautiful, visually beautiful. Um, A lot of this is, is creating a visual environment that's as much as, as it's as important as the auditory part of it. And I, I think we, we should have that in Wichita, whether it's Kansas City or Dallas, uh, all these newer halls. There are lots of them being built, have been built, and there's some good models for how it's been done well. Sounds like it'd be a great addition to our East Bank. I appreciate you uh, again, Don, coming on to talk about all of this and the Wichita Symphony. Again, uh, the season for the Wichita Symphony begins in the fall. Don Reinhold, the CEO, has been our guest. Thank you very much, Don. Thank you for having me. You bet. All right, there you go. Uh, Later in the week, John Hale will get some other people on, uh, trying to get with the music theater people, the Broadway and Wichita people, uh, just to have a hearty discussion. we got Hamilton starting tomorrow. A hearty discussion about Century 2. All right. Hamilton starting tomorrow. Are you going? I don't have tickets. Well, that's not my question. Mm. Tickets are available. Probably not. I don't know. Depends. Well, that's too bad. Well, we'll see. Uh, see if I can a buy shame. a Jamie Vinnick joins us. Uh, he's a beat writer for CougFan.com, co-hosts the Washington State Cougars podcast. Uh, hello, Jamie. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. We appreciate you coming on. We are thirsty for knowledge about uh, Brian Green, reportedly, according to Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball. Uh, he has been chosen to be the next baseball coach at Wichita State. 
I don't know if you've reported that or if it's been verified out in Pullman, but it has not been verified yet here. What's the latest in your uh, in, in your world? Yeah, so uh, the, one of the Washington State Twitter pages, the Washington State Athletics Twitter page, uh, they kind of penned a goodbye to Green today and, you know, thanks for everything you did here and, and so on and so forth. So <clears throat> at this point, it would take something really outrageous for it not to happen. Uh, everything we've heard um, from our end and out in Pullman is that, uh, you know, this has kind of been in the works for a while. There have been a lot of rumors that obviously Kendall Rogers yesterday uh, tweeting that he's expected to become the next head coach of Wichita State. Uh, and that kind of lines up with everything that uh, that's come out from Washington State uh, in the last 24 hours. So they've started uh, their head their head coaching uh, search, and I would uh, very much presume that he is indeed headed to uh, to Wichita. So Washington State, you know, obviously in the Pac-12 a power conference, hasn't had a ton of success recently. Last NCAA tournament was in 2010. So what do you think would attract uh, a Pac-12 coach? to take what might be uh, viewed as a step down to the American Athletic Conference. What do you think uh, about this job uh, would appeal to to Brian Green to come to Wichita? You know, I, I think his connections there, um, just kind of to start with the athletic director um, and with people in that, that office. Um, you know, I think when you look at the competition in the Pac-12, um, Pac-12 is a very deep league. I mean, it sent several teams to the tournament and does every year. Um, I, the American Conference maybe not quite as as deep and a, as grueling. I mean, the, the Pac-12, you you're going to be playing a ranked team, you know, once every two weeks at, at least, and maybe more often depending on how the schedule lines up. It, it's a tough it's a tough group of teams to play against, and it's a lot of places that it's hard to pitch in because you've got a lot of places with warm climates, you got some with high altitude. So if you can't attract elite pitching, you're going to have a tough time winning. And, and that was kind of the issue for green um, in his time at Washington state was they, they weren't able to really recruit a ton of pitching just because of how the scholarships play out. They had to recruit bats. You know, you go to a weekend series in Utah with the altitudes, the thin air, that ball's flying. And if you don't have quality pitching, you're going to have a tough time winning. I just don't know if he saw a path for him to get back to the tournament at Washington state. And, you know, it was kind of a situation where, you know, the expectation was he was going to be back next year. But, you know, if they if they struggled again, what was his future like? Did he have another year after that? So maybe one of those situations where, you know, rather than than take a chance and say, I don't know, and they're going to Washington State's going to lose a lot this year just in terms of graduation. They've got a couple draftable bats. So I, I don't know if he saw next year as being the year to take a step, and maybe he didn't know if he was going to get that uh, a year past that and said, you know what, this is a great opportunity at a historic program in Wichita State. Uh, you know, and I, I think for him that was probably the best opportunity at the time because ultimately I think he's a guy who wants to get back into into the SEC, into the Big 12, into, into one of those conferences. And, you know, going winning 25, 26 games at Washington State, that wasn't going to get him there. He goes and wins 40 to 45 at Wichita State, that could be what gets him back to, to LSU or to, uh, you know, to Kentucky or one of the places where he has ties or has worked before. Jamie Vinnick, our guest, he is a beat writer for kookfan.com, covers uh, Washington State. So tell us a little bit about him personally. Uh, you know, he's been around a while. He's coached, but still a relatively young guy. Uh, what's his coaching philosophy? Uh, and what kind of guy is he, Jamie? 
Uh, he's, uh, in terms of being a guy, he's as good as you can get. Um, Brian is a just an absolute stand-up guy. He became very involved in the Washington State community. Um, he worked very hard to get people out to the games. You know, Wazoo baseball, it, it's kind of a an, an odd situation where, you know, the first month of the season is played primarily on the road because the weather isn't good enough to play in Pullman. The last month of the season is after school's out. So it's hard to get a large group of fans there. But when there were games at home, um, he would put a lot of effort in. He'd send his players out to, to tell, you know, uh, to walk on campus and say, hey, there's games. Come to these games. You know, he'd be very vocal on Twitter. He was very supportive of, of every Washington State team, very active in the community. And a guy who, you know, every time I interviewed him, or it was always, you know, he had a huge smile on his face. It was never – a, uh, it was never a hassle for him to do an interview. He never treated it as a, as a chore. He treated it as something that he really loved to do. And, um, no, in terms of on a, on a personal standpoint, he, he's as good as you're going to get. He's a really, really, truly a great guy in every way, shape, and form. Um, in terms of coaching, he, it's, it's a lot of hitting. He, his emphasis is he wants to be able to hit the baseball. Um, and Washington State, for the most part, did that in his few years here. The pitching was what really kind of let them down. Um, I, I think he wants to be able to steal more um, than maybe he was able to at Washington State. They did kind of uh, boost that this year. They didn't steal many bases last year. They were able to swipe more bags this year. He wants to be able to put the game in motion. And then he wants, you know, like I think every coach is, he wants power to all alleys. He wants to be able to hit the ball to all fields. He wants to be able, you know, not just to hit home runs, but to get balls in the gap and hit doubles. You know, just looking at the way Washington State's offense performed this year, and he, and he served as the primary hitting coach as well, they had the offense to get into the tournament to win 35 games. It, it was truly just the pitching that, that continued to let them down. I mean, as a team, they, they hit 292. They slugged, uh, they slugged 469, OBP of 395, a team OPS of 864, had four guys on the season with an OPS over one, more than enough to get them to the postseason. It just it, it was the pitching that, that caused the issue. So in terms of offense, it's going to be a big-time uh, big bat or big-time bat in terms of his coaching philosophy. So as far as the pitching goes, his pitching coach, Anthony Claggett, has followed him from New Mexico State to Washington State. Would you expect that relationship to continue? I know this is all you know, uh, uh, um, speculation at this point, but is that relationship pretty close where that's his right-hand man, or, or might he be able to go a different direction in that area? I would think he would take uh, Claggett with him. I mean, that has, like you said, has been his right-hand man. You know, but as I said, the pitching was – it was interesting. I mean, there was a couple of years, I think, in the last couple or in the last few years where, you know, the, the feeling was around people close to the program and the media and so on is that if the pitching was better, they would have broken that tournament drought. And I, I think the big concern for a lot of people was is that there wasn't a lot of pitching development. The guys did not get – you know, consistently better is they kind of would plateau. And, and again, there's contributing factors. You're facing really good bats. I mean, the Pac-12 sending out first round picks every year. You're in, again, like I said, the, the high altitude and the warm climate that can be tough on pitchers. And they weren't able to maybe get as many pitchers they, as they would have liked with their scholarship allocation. But the pitching was the main concern, and particularly in the bullpen where, you know, I, you just, you look at their conference, uh, their conference stats in, in terms of pitching, an ERA of 6.73, uh, 308 batting average against, and they've got you know three or two pretty uh, frequently used relievers with ERAs above 10, and, and even so much for the starting pitching, they had one, their Friday starter was solid. It wasn't great, but he was solid, 
And then they had two other guys, and these were guys who were three, four years in the program, and they just weren't good this year. So, you know, it's tough to say if that's, you know, the factor, kind of the external factors contributing. But there there were some definite um, frustrations with with the pitching. And, again, the feeling that, you know, there's four, five, six games in, in this past season where if the pitching can just be serviceable, they're probably, you know, they were in the regionals at least, or at least at bare minimum made it to the Pac-12 tournament. Instead, the pitching let down time and time again, and they found themselves on the outside looking in. Jamie Vinnick, our guest. He's a beat writer for kookfan.com. Before we let you go, i got to ask you about uh, the Pac-12 and all the upheaval that has already happened, all that is rumored to be in the process of potentially happening, uh, TV rights deal uh, being uh, considered as we speak. What's, what's the shakeout of all this going to be? What does Washington State expect uh, things to look like here in, in the next month or two? You know, I, I think for Washington State, the ultimate hope is that the conference stays together as is with its 10 teams and then maybe adds two other teams down the road. I mean, the, the unfortunate truth is that if the, if the conference starts to split and, you know, teams go to the Big 12 or to the Big 10, that's not a conversation that Washington State's likely going to be involved in. It's just it's not a, a big enough market. It's not a metropolis in Pullman. Um, they're probably a team who, if the Pac-12 disperses, they end up moving down a league. So I think the hope is from everyone is that um, they'll continue towards the media deal and keep the conference intact. But, you know, I think every Coug fan has uh, just some nervous eyes on, on what's going to unfold because, again, if, if Washington splits and Oregon and whoever, it's not a situation where the Big Ten is going to call Washington and say, hey, we want you to join too. It's a situation where – Either they form a conference with whoever's left and maybe some, some Mountain West teams, or they have to drop down to the Mountain West. So the hope is, is that the 10 teams stay together, 10 remaining teams, and you add two more teams to the mix. Maybe a San Diego State's been talked about, um, and then you go from there because any sort of uh, you know implosion of the Pac-12 will not, be, will not be kind to Washington State. Jamie, really appreciate all your insight. Thanks for coming on our show today. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, hope you guys enjoy Coach Green. I think he'll do a great job there. Thank you. We Thanks. appreciate that. Jamie Vinnick, kookfan.com. You can read his work as covered Washington State athletics and, in essence, Brian Green, uh, reported to be the new head coach, uh, head baseball coach at Wichita State. Now we can verify all kinds of media outlets uh, confirming that Wichita State and KU will play on December 29th at the T-Mobile Arena up in Kansas City. Uh, some outlets saying it's part of a three-year commitment, although I don't think that's been confirmed by anyone. If it is part of a three-year commitment, I'm hopeful that uh, Trust Bank Arena gets a game, and then most likely Allen would be Allen Fieldhouse. Right. That seems to be the most likely. I wouldn't likely. say we'll probably see a game at Coke Arena. Not Unlikely. Enough, not enough money. No, I get it. Everyone gets it. That's how that series would probably go. Just like K-State doesn't play at Coke Arena. Uh, so, yeah. Well, Bramlage isn't that big a step up. They do play at Coke Arena. They, they have a four-year deal. I thought they played. Uh, I'm pretty. Now you've got me. See, this is what you do. Well, I think that's a four-year deal with a game at Intrust 
Bramlage, Coke, and T-Mobile. All right. Well, that makes sense. Good job. Let's do uh, Tom Hanks movies. No, you like this other. I don't like it that much. See? (laughs) Thank you. As I was starting to go through the list, it's just like, please. Let's let's do Tom Hanks. I don't enjoy it. Good. Well, let me come to that conclusion. You don't get to do that. I just watched a Tom Hanks movie yesterday. Was it A Man Called Otto? Yes. That's not that good, was it? Didn't go anywhere. It's good in some ways, but it it kind of I got some I got a point to make about it. All right, and I'm not an expert, uh, but it dealt quite a bit with suicide and sadness, and uh, I got a I got something I want to interject about that movie, and I'll do it when we come back. I want to know if I'm making a valid point. Okay. Uh, so the game uh, the game today it's not a game. The draft today is Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Finally got Jeff off this notion. It could have been fun, but you were poo-pooing it, and, you know, I don't want any part of that. We'll be back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.